Shalom, Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. <laughs> We're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people, where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity, getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. I have Joshua Mills on the telephone, and uh, Joshua, uh, I, I, maybe I, I shouldn't do this, but I, I feel like when I think of Joshua Mills, I'll never forget a picture that I saw, Joshua, of you at the piano, and you didn't have a little gold flake all over the place. It was sort <laughs> of like uh, the, your, your whole outfit was gold. I mean, right. that, that, that's really crossing over the line. <laughs> I mean, that, that, well, that was I amazing. That, you know, I found that Jesus crosses over the line all the time. He, he yeah, but religious, so whoa, 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 religious people don't like you crossing over the line. Do you know that? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't like to be religious. That's what it comes down to. I want to receive the fullest measure of the Holy Spirit. I want to posture my life to enter into the place of God's divine glory like never before. Whatever that looks like, whatever it sounds like, whatever it feels like, I just want more of God. Now, you sound pretty alert for a brand new father. Tell me, tell me what just happened. <laughs> we actually just had another child on Monday. Her name is Legacy Star Angela Mills, and I just became a father for the third time, and I am so excited about it, but I have to say, Sid, I'm glad that I sound alert because it has been three sleepless nights. <laughs> uh, that's what I assume, but yeah, right. if you didn't tell us, no one would have known. Uh, and um, uh, I, I, I kind of want to go back uh, to some of the beginning. Great heritage, fifth generation yeah. Pentecostal. I mean, uh, I think it's a great heritage. Sometimes by the fifth generation, uh, you, you, uh, you say enough's enough. Did you, did you have a period of time like that? You know what? I'm thankful for uh, the upbringing that I've had growing up in a Christian home and with the legacy that has been handed down to me. But I'll tell you this. When I was in my teenage years, I did not understand anything supernatural. Even though I grew up in the church, um, I didn't see very much supernatural. But, well, well, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. You're in a Pentecostal church. Fifth generation I mean, right. a, a fighting fundy would say, what is that man talking about? <laughs> you would think I would be a professional, right? Yeah. But I was not in any way. We were Pentecostal in name, but probably in practice, we were just a lot more conservative. You know, um, we certainly believed in supernatural ideas, but we saw very little of it actually manifest. Uh, you know, I believe there's a great divide, and uh, the church will either go... Uh, as you said, uh, just like Jesus you read about, or the church will go the other way, very, very seeker-sensitive, and probably right. not relying that much on the scriptures. And I, I, I see it's, it, it's, a day of it's a valley of decision right now for most Christians. It absolutely is, and I don't know any other way that I would want to live but in the reality of the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to 
be leading me and, and flowing through me. And, you know, what we're doing right now is the most exciting thing I could ever be doing in my entire life, seeing God move, experiencing the presence of God, heaven on earth. It's it's awesome. I don't know any other way I'd want to live. Well, well give me uh, a... Uh uh, a quick example. Uh, you said that the uh, the gold dust is not as big as it's been in the past, but it just recently you had quite an encounter. Tell me about it. We did. I was overseas uh, ministering in Bangalore, India, for a bunch of businessmen. Uh, that's that's of kind of year. interesting because you know India is trying to corner the gold market. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess God knows that, right? <laughs> Uh, so I was ministering in Bangalore, India, and I was actually preparing to go into the afternoon session. And just before the afternoon session, there was like a luncheon and um, time to pray with people. And there was a couple that came to me and asked me to pray with them for their marriage, and so I did. And another couple saw that I was praying for them, so they came over and they said, Would you pray for us? We're going to be leading worship uh, for the meeting. Would you pray for us before we go out? And so I was praying for them. And in the middle of the prayer, I literally felt the weight of God's glory just come down. You could just literally tangibly sense the manifest presence of God moving uh, And you know, when, when pe- most people hear the word glory, that's the last thing they think of. But if you actually know the, bo- the word in Hebrew, uh, the kavod, it means heaviness. So you right. just described the glory. <laughs> and that's what we felt. We felt that heaviness, the wonderfulness of the blessing of God fall among us. And I opened up my eyes and instantly I saw that we were being covered by this supernatural sparkling gold, uh, gold heavenly dust. I mean, it was, it was amazing, and it got all over. I was completely covered with it. The couple that I was praying for was completely covered with it. And in that room, there was a bishop that presides over 11,000 different churches in India, and he saw the manifestation happen. He literally saw it manifest instantly in the room, and when he saw that, he just got so full of the joy of God and just... A fresh anointing was imparted to him, and actually we received an email not too long ago saying that he is on fire for the Holy Spirit like never before, and he's actually wanting to take this realm of God's glory into the 11,000 churches that are throughout India, and it's absolutely tremendous what God is doing, and God used that miracle to spark uh, passion. He used that manifestation to spark a new hunger for the things of God. And but but it's some would say, wait a second, Josh. Some <laughs> would say, um, I don't see gold dust in the Bible. Um, right. God wouldn't do that. What would you say to them? Well, something that I would say is that, you know, the Bible is very clear that Jesus did many more things than are actually written in the book. There's many miracles that Jesus did. There's many miraculous realms that were not specifically written about within the Word of God. The ones that are written are given to us to understand that our God is miraculous, that He does signs and wonders, and God is releasing signs and wonders in this day. And one of the ways that we can know that it's God or not is, does it glorify Jesus? Does it draw us to His presence? Um, you know, if it's something that's happening that goes against the Word, then certainly it's not a, a, a heavenly sign or a holy sign of God. But what God is doing with this gold dust is just causing us to fall into greater love with Jesus Christ and just absolutely 
worship him with everything that we have. And I think the fruit speaks for itself. Well, speaking of fruit, tell me about the time you were in that elevator uh, with uh, some non-believers. There were three people in the elevator. What happened? You know, Sid, that was amazing because I got on that elevator, uh, went to step onto it. And as I was stepping on that elevator, I instantly got covered with this gold dust from heaven and the manifestation. How was, do you explain that? Forget non-believers, even believers. <laughs> I cannot explain it. And I think, you know, some people may think that I'm crazy. They may think that I've lost my mind, but I know what it is. I know what I've seen. I know what I've experienced. And it, that's just that. I mean, I got covered with this supernatural gold dust and the people on the elevator just begin reacting by uh, screaming and shouting, and uh, they were in awe because they knew that it was something unusual that was happening to me. I don't think they thought it was um, necessarily a miracle from God at the time that they saw it. They just knew it was supernatural. It was something that they saw instantly. And those elevator doors closed, and I realized these people were on for the ride whether they liked it or not. And God was setting them up for something supernatural. Like what? What what happened to it, the three? Well, you know what? They all three of them end up giving their heart to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior by the time we got to the lobby level. All three of them. I simply said, This is a miracle from God because Jesus loves you and tears began welling up in the one lady's eyes and she said that they had been in downtown Toronto that afternoon. Somebody had told them about Jesus, but they just kept on walking. And you know what? They walked right onto that elevator where God was giving them a sign to confirm the word that was spoken. You know, I don't think it's an accident that it states uh, in the Bible, in Corinthians, the Jew requires a sign. But I would would say that anyone from another religious group, you'll reach a few. But if you want to reach multitudes, it's the same way you reach a Jewish person, signs and wonders. It's the power of God in operation. It's the demonstration of the glory of God. That's what it is. Now, let me take you back. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, at uh, age 16, uh, what was life like? And then there was a dramatic change. What happened? Well, at the age of 16, I was very familiar with church, with church things, with church practices, but very unfamiliar with the presence of the Holy Spirit until one night when I got into a church meeting, and as this, the evangelist was preaching, I literally felt, the hand of God come upon me and catapult me out of my chair onto the floor. And when I ended up on the floor, I was laughing hysterically. I was rolling, and I remained like that for several hours. And at the end of that encounter, I I felt so drunk in the Holy Spirit. I had never been drunk in my life. You know, I'm only 16 years old, uh, had been a good kid all my life, never had alcohol or anything like that, but I I knew what it felt like to be drunk in the spirit because I was just, I was totally intoxicated. I couldn't get up. I couldn't uh, do anything. And my parents literally carried me from the church into their vehicle, into their van. They carried you because you could not go uh, in your own ability? I couldn't. I could not. I was absolutely overcome by the spirit of God. I was overwhelmed by God. And it's, it's a really good thing because I came out of that encounter the next day with more of a hunger for God than I had ever had in my entire life. And I had more of a desire to be with God, spend time in His presence. And one of the, the overflows from that encounter was this 
overwhelming desire to praise and worship the Lord with everything that I had, to give my life to God in every single way. And I began sitting down at a, a, an old piano that now, we but had. Let, to, let me take him back. When you were, take you back. Uh, when you were really sure. young, uh, you did what yeah. I did. You had piano lessons. But, uh, I did. And they said I about did. you what they should have said about <laughs> me. I just didn't know. And maybe they said it about me. What did they say about you? <laughs> My piano teacher actually told my mother, she said, you need to stop bringing Joshua to these lessons. You need to save your money. He will never, ever learn how to play the piano. That's what she said. Okay. So you have this insatiable desire all of a sudden with this encounter you had with God uh, to worship God. So you sit at the piano knowing you can't play it and what's happening. And the Holy Spirit literally begins to teach me and instruct me, just like the Bible says he will teach you in all things. And he literally began to teach me and instruct me in praise and worship and teach me how to play the piano, teach me how to sing songs to him. And I began writing hundreds of songs, of of praise and worship songs over the next year. Um, Just these songs would just come. Had, had Had you ever written a song before? Oh, gosh, probably as a little child, I probably wrote something silly, but I had never written praise and worship songs. I had never written anything that was significant, like what was coming out of me at this time. Uh, speaking, Absolutely amazing. Speaking of significant, uh, we have a bonus CD, uh, one of Joshua Mills' best. Uh, and uh, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting on people that listen to your music? And th- this is a soaking CD, which means it's pure music. Uh, And uh, what kind of feedback are you getting? You know, we had a teacher uh, contact us from Auckland, New Zealand, who had uh, been dealing with children in her school that were troubled and causing a lot of problems. And she said she played the, the soaking CD in the classroom. And she said it actually brought an atmosphere of peace and, um, uh, just, just totally, changed the atmosphere completely when she began to play that CD, and the children's behavior began to change. They became much more compatible, uh, much more behaved, um, would listen a whole lot more. And she sent us an email uh, just testifying about it and so excited and thanking us that we had created this resource. Uh, that she could use to change the atmosphere in her workplace. Well, it was supernatural that you played the piano. And uh, how long did it take from the time you were fiddling with the piano and realizing, hey, I can play this thing. My my teacher was was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It was only a matter of months, I think about two or three months, and I began to lead praise and worship uh, as part of a youth band at our church. And and then from there, you know, it just accelerated and got more invitations to travel around and, and do that. And, you know, I'm still traveling today because of what God did in my life supernaturally when I was 16 years old. Now, I understand that you play music in your home of, of, through speakers in every room, and most I of the do. music is your own. What happens to the atmosphere when you play that kind of music uh, throughout well, we, 24-7? We play the music in our home because it's, it's healing music. It's delivering music. You know, the Bible says that he'll surround you with songs of deliverance. And in our home, there's such a peace and such a glory, a presence of God that is just an atmosphere that's pregnant 
pregnant for miracles and signs and wonders to uh, break you, forth. You know, you're, you're, you are provoking our audience to such jealousy <laughs> right now. Well, we're also making, and uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with this, uh, you have a book and a workbook, uh, it's, and I love the title, Simple Supernatural. Uh, right. Because uh, do you believe the supernatural should be simple or should be great mysteries for only profound people to enter into? I believe that the gospel should be simple, and I believe that part of the gospel is the fact that it is supernatural. It, the simp- supernatural should be simple for people, and we've just laid it out in that book and in the workbook for people to enter into these realms and to begin to discover this for themselves. Oh, it, it, you, you actually go to the basics, and then you develop already uh, all the way to uh, this uh, book of yours called Atmosphere, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this really gives you access to the supernatural. Uh, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting on your book, Atmosphere? And why is atmosphere so important? You know what? I believe atmosphere is essential. Atmosphere is everything. In the right atmosphere, you will receive the right rewards. I mean, that's just the way it is. And in an atmosphere of glory, it's heaven on earth. Uh, The blessings of God are able to manifest. And so I believe atmosphere is so important. We actually had a lady over, a pastor in South Korea, uh, come up to me last year with tears in her eyes, so thankful I had written this book, Atmosphere, because there were blockages in her church and ministry, and she didn't know how to break out of the norm. She didn't know how to get higher into the glory. She didn't know how to break into new places in the presence of God. And she said when she read the book, Atmosphere, I literally laid it out, precept upon precept, and just every key she had written, uh, or every key she had read, she said that it spoke to something in her life that she was dealing with, and she was literally able to break through the very next Sunday, and they were able to have the most glorious service she had ever had, and she was so thankful that I had put these concepts and these ideas and these revelations God had given me onto the written page. You said God had given you. Do you really believe God gave this to you? I believe that God is speaking to me every single day. I believe that He's He's continually downloading revelation, and the resources that I produce, the books, the CDs, all of it, they come out of that revelation that God has given to me. Absolutely. Okay. I want to have the book and the workbook, Simple Supernatural, the book, Atmosphere, plus the additional bonus CD uh, for, for your soaking for an investment of $49. And you want something more on Atmosphere? I do. We'll be right back. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. Sid Roth with something more, and my guest, Joshua Mills. Uh, We're going to be talking about a a word that uh, we don't hear that much about. But it's so important for you to have intimacy with God, for you to operate in miracles, for you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Everything you do with the right atmosphere, even even when you give, it has to be in the right atmosphere. Uh, Joshua, uh, why did you write this book called Atmosphere that we're making available? I wrote the book because 
the Lord's really taught me a lot about creating atmospheres everywhere I go. You know, one of the questions that people ask me all the time is they say, how can I stay in this glory? How can I stay in this realm of God? And what they're asking me is they're saying, how can I maintain this atmosphere that I'm experiencing right now, whether it's at a conference or a church meeting? How can I maintain this in my home, in my business, in my workplace, in my family, in my school? And God's given me principles to teach people how to have an atmosphere of miracles, an atmosphere of success, an atmosphere of blessing every single day of your life. And that's the reason why I wrote this book, because I want people to create this glory atmosphere for themselves, that they might live blessed beyond measure, that they might experience the fullness of what God has for them. Okay, talk about stress level, as as we found out in the first segment. You just had a brand new baby, uh, right? <laughs> and you do, and we mentioned you pipe uh, your music and other anointed music into every room of your house. Has that helped you? It has helped immeasurably. Now you mentioned yourself when we were first on the program that you didn't think I sounded like I had had three sleepless nights, and no. the truth is. I've had three nights that I haven't slept, but the overwhelming miracle of it all is that I don't feel tired, I don't feel overwhelmed, I do not feel stressed out at all, and we do keep an atmosphere of praise and worship, anointed music flowing through our home continuously, even through the night. And so even as our baby has been fed over these last few nights and we've been holding her in the middle of the night, it's been in that atmosphere of the presence of God, and God has been blessing our family in such a wonderful way. What a head start. You know what You know what I'm thinking? Uh, your wife was in the house the whole time she was pregnant, and now right. your new daughter, is, is, I mean, she, she from the first moment she could recognize anything, it was worship. What, a, right. what an amazing head start she has. <laughs> I believe that God's wanting us to raise our families in the glory. He's wanting our marriages to be in the glory. He's wanting our children to be in the glory. Actually, right now I'm just getting a word for somebody who's listening to this radio program right now because there's been so much chaos and confusion and so many problematic things happening right now in your home where the stress levels have been almost unbearable, and it feels like hell is broken loose in your home. And right now the Lord's saying He wants to release this glory atmosphere into your home and bring a peace that is beyond natural understanding, surpasses natural uh, circumstances, and release the glory of heaven right now. It just causes Joshua, the miracles of heaven. Joshua, it is increasing. It is Thank increasing you, as you're speaking. You, Jesus, the the, the, the glory you. realm is increasing. Pray. I can feel it right now. Father, right now, I thank you that you are releasing divine peace. Lord, I thank you that you are releasing divine miracles. Lord, I thank you that even right now, in the midst of every situation, you are bringing supernatural breakthrough as the atmosphere of heaven is being released for those who are listening in Jesus' mighty name. What about sickness? When the atmosphere of heaven is there, uh, explain atmosphere and uh, maybe give me a testimony of someone that, that, you know that God it, healed. Very recently, uh, just a few weeks ago, I met a woman named Mary Jo Davis who had one of the most interesting things happen to her. She had gone into work one day 
was getting really dizzy. The next thing she knows, she's in an ambulance being carried to the hospital. She gets to the hospital. They want to do a scan. They put her through the machine, and they tell her that she has a tumor in the back of her head that she didn't know about. They said it would be a pretty routine surgery to remove it, not something that would be life-threatening in any way, and they should be able to take it out. And they sent her immediately into the surgery. As she was going through the surgery, they cut a an artery and she began bleeding and all of a sudden this changed everything completely and instead of it being just a routine surgery now it became something a bit more complicated Mary Jo ended up in a coma Uh, the doctor said that they weren't sure she was going to pull out of it very easily if she did she would most likely be paralyzed within her body she would never speak the way she had spoken before she wouldn't be able to walk And the doctors suggested that her sisters were called in, her family was called to attend to her bedside because they really weren't sure she was going to make it. After two days, the doctors suggested pulling her off of life support because uh, they really didn't give Mary Jo any more hope. And thank God her sister had come up from Texas uh, with one of my CDs and actually felt prompted of the Lord to play that CD just over and over in Mary Jo's ears all night long. And you know what happened? The very next day, Mary Jo came out of that coma and actually touched the doctor's hand with a finger. That evening, she began speaking normally. The very Hmm. next day, she was moving around. Everything changed completely for Mary Jo. I met her a few weeks ago. You would never know that she had gone through this trauma last fall. You would never know that there was anything that was wrong with her. You don't see any scarring on her body from the surgery that had been done. And she is a living, walking, talking miracle. And it's because her sister had enough sense to create an atmosphere of healing for her sister right there in the hospital and play that healing CD for her. And so I am so thankful for people that discern atmospheres, understand atmospheres, and know that God can work with atmospheres to release his glory. Yeah, You know, Joshua, because you've released that atmosphere, I'm moving into words. And I actually had a, 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 a picture of knowledge, people's fingers, whatever's matter with your fingers, yes. you're being healed right now. And on, on your either arm, uh, the the top or the bottom bone. I'm I I I used to know what these femur. Or, no, that's the foot, the leg. But uh, the 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 top bone and the bottom bone of your arms. Whatever you need, you're being healed right now, and the anointing is moving right down the backs and spines. Uh, in fact, uh, Joshua, I, th- I think it's jumping on you. What do you see? Yeah, there's somebody that's getting healed right now in their knees. The cartilage is being restored where your knees have been worn out, and it's been so painful and difficult, even just to walk. It's uh, brought you great pain. Right now, there's a glory atmosphere that's coming into your home, even as you're listening to the Word. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There's an atmosphere of faith that is being created for you right now, even as you hear these words being released. Now, if someone is in the right atmosphere, uh, you, you say they can get ideas for making money or for uh, their needs or their business or their family uh, in this atmosphere of God's glory. Uh, give me an example of businessmen that you got know, ideas. The, The atmosphere of God's glory is the atmosphere of creativity. Hmm. And there was a businessman that was in one of my meetings in Singapore a few years back, 
And in that meeting, I saw in the atmosphere of glory, in the spirit, I began seeing giftings and creativity and downloads and different things just being dropped upon different individuals that were there the very next day. Excuse me, I have to ask you this question. (laughs) When you saw this bit dropped down, what did you see? I'm curious. They looked like little gift packages, literally dropping upon people, like they were gifts from heaven that God was giving. And uh, I saw them dropping down upon people in the spirit. The very next day, this businessman from California came up to me, and he said, as you were releasing that, he said, God was giving me something for my business. He owned a, a family bakery in California, and he had been asking God for a new idea because he, he wanted to take his bakery to a new level. He wanted to break out of the hold and, and do some new things, and he needed the practical practical, logical, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like a a guideline on how to do this and how to make it work. And God literally downloaded it to him in that moment of glory and gave him the whole blueprint for it. He went home and put it into place, and we started receiving pastries on our doorstep (laughs) uh, from this brand new line of gourmet pastries that he created because he got the idea in the glory. Well, guess what? We're in the glory right now. Uh, I wonder if you would pray for some of these packages. And I'll I'll tell you what, Joshua, I'll take one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Actually, right now in the Spirit, I'm seeing that there's downloads that are being given to different ones. And there's some downloads, some gifts that are being given for business ideas and witty inventions. There's other gifts that are being given that are anointings for ministry callings. And even like uh, God downloading the ability to praise and worship Him and play the piano and sing new songs. These gifts are being released right now in the Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I thank you for ministering to those that are listening right now. And Lord, I thank you that you supply for all of our needs according to your riches in heavenly glory. Right now, Lord, the areas where we have need, I thank you that you're releasing these gifts into those areas of need right now from the glory realm into the earthly realm, from the supernatural into the natural realm right now in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for releasing divine supernatural blessing to each and every one that is listening right now. Thank you, Lord. Joshua, you said that uh, in this atmosphere that you teach people how to live in 24-7, it helps marriages. How How does the glory help marriages? Well, you know what? In the glory realm, it's the realm of peace. It's the, it's the realm of unity. The Bible says in Psalm 133, where brethren dwell together in unity, that's the place of the commanded blessing. And I believe it's the same for marriages, husband and wives. When they dwell together in this glory, this unifying glory, it's the realm where there's a commanded blessing. And I can tell you this, that God has blessed our marriage in such a wonderful way. And it's not because Janet, Angela, and I are different than anybody else. It's just because we've chosen to live in the glory, and we've chosen the glory to live in and reside within us and within our marriage. And it is is wonder-working, absolutely wonder-working. Tell me some principles uh, for us to remain uh, in the atmosphere of heaven all the time. You you mentioned one, and that is always having anointed music around. And that's a good one. Uh, By the way, when you pray, do you pray uh, with the music in the background? 
there are times when I pray with music. There's many times when I pray through song and actually singing my prayers to God. Uh, but there's, of course, other times when I don't sing uh, or, or, or pray to Him with music in, in cases where, you know, I'm out and about and I don't have necessarily my, my iPod or headphones with me. And so I'm not limited to that. But I, I will tell you this, that in an atmosphere of praise and worship, it ushers in the atmosphere of God's presence. The Bible says in Psalm 100, come before Him with singing. It says we enter into His gates, speaking about gates of glory, golden gates of opportunity, gates of divine miraculous outpouring. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving and then into His courts with praise. And so I think right there there are two principles, the principle of thanksgiving and the principle of praise. And I share in more detail about these in my book, Simple Supernatural, and also in my book, Atmosphere, about the importance of thanksgiving, thankfulness, having an attitude of gratitude, uh, being thankful for the little things and allowing God to make them great things. And, and you know, and, a lot uh, of people, they hear these spectacular things that happen to people, and they say to themselves maybe, or to others, God doesn't do anything for me. But have you ever looked at some of the artwork of God, mountains and sea exactly. and ocean and stars? And <laughs> I, I, you could get excited over True. God for, let's, <laughs> they're not such little things. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think we struggle Absolutely. looking for the, for, for the big things and we miss the little. We have to discern the harvest. We have to discern the things that God is putting in our life. You know, if you ate breakfast this morning, you got a harvest. You got a blessing from God. And I, I told somebody that one time, and they said, well, Joshua, I, it wasn't a blessing. I paid for it. I earned that money that <laughs> bought the breakfast and, and all this. But, you know, there's a lot of people who worked really, really hard, and they weren't able to eat breakfast this morning. And so we have to discern these little tiny blessings that come into our life. And if we're thankful for the little things, the Bible says that if you're faithful with the little, he'll increase you into much. He'll, he'll increase it and bring us into greater. And it begins in thankfulness. You know, I, I, as I said before, I love the title of your book and your workbook, Simple, Simple Supernatural. Uh, and you cover every base. Uh, but, and as a matter of fact, there are many that are uh, with us right now that have been with the Lord for a long time. But things aren't working in the supernatural for them. Right. Would your course be helpful? You know what? It's a form of insanity to continue doing the same thing and expect a different result. And I really do believe that the simple supernatural teaching that I do through the books and the workbook will be absolutely revelatory and so helpful to break people out of the old into a new way of flowing in the glory realm and seeing brand new successes. And, and, you know, one of the things, that, and I've, I've been reading your book, and uh, one of the things I so appreciate is you knew some friends of mine, uh, the Happy Hunters, uh, Charles right. and Francis Hunter, and you talk right. about the simplest approach I have ever heard to win people to the Lord. I, I, I would say anyone could do this, and uh, you, you said in the book that the hunters were taught this by angels? Frances believed that an angel had actually given her this soul-winning key, and it is so simple. I really do believe it's supernatural, and I really believe it, it did come from heaven, because everywhere we have utilized it, 
it works. It always works. And Frances was one of the most tremendous soul winners. You know, now she's, of course, in, in heavenly glory with Jesus and dancing on streets of gold. But this is a key that she gave to us before she went to heaven and encouraged us to become great soul winners for God. And, of course, I share that key in the book and in the workbook. And and oh, well, you know, that's I, I, I want our people to get that, whether they get the book or not. Uh, so when we come back, I, w- I want to talk about this. It's so wonderful. It's so simple. But uh, I want you to get uh, the book and workbook, Simple Supernatural. Start with those ABCs and build up. And anything God's doing with Joshua, he wants to do more for you. Uh, and, and then the book atmosphere and the bonus soaking cd we're making it available for an investment of 49 dollars. and when we come back i've got something more about soul winning that is one of the neatest things i've heard in so long so remember it's an investment of 49 dollars because any profits we make are poured into reaching jewish people with the gospel and this is the set time the set time to favor Zion. Uh, so such a deal. You get into Genesis 12, 3. God will bless those that bless Jewish people. And you get the entire package. Uh, workbook, book, two books, and the bonus soaking CD for investment of $49. Backed with something more and that supernatural way to evangelize. Call our order only line, one 800 Sid Roth here with Something More and Joshua Mills. And uh, uh, Joshua, uh, miracles follow you because you walk in the atmosphere of God 24-7. Tell me, uh, see, things like carpal tunnel and... Uh, silver and gold teeth. Uh, well, you know what? What? God has given us a tremendous anointing for ministering to carpal tunnel syndrome. I don't, I don't know what it is exactly other than just this atmosphere of glory that literally destroys every single yoke of bondage. And last, uh, I guess it was last spring, I was ministering in Auckland, New Zealand, and there was a woman by the name of Amanda Dodds who was in the meetings, and she was suffering from this carpal tunnel syndrome. She had been recommended to the top specialist, the top uh, uh, arm uh, wrist specialist in in Auckland to treat her case because it was so serious. She couldn't sleep at night because of the pain that flowed hmm. up and down her arm. Um, there was a lack of strength in her hands, you know, all the kind of stuff that surrounds carpal tunnel. And in the the meeting, I don't know whether it was Saturday or Sunday meeting, I called her out by word of knowledge. She came forward. I ministered to her in front of everybody that was there, and instantly she received a supernatural miracle where every ounce of carpal tunnel was supernaturally healed in her body. And she reported it um, in the live meeting that she had been Uh, supernaturally healed and then of course she went back to the doctors that week and the amazing thing is they confirmed that uh, she did not need any more treatment and they were baffled and astounded uh, that she her 
condition had completely changed. It oh, was uh, Okay, there are people remarkable. with carpal tunnel and saying, what am I, Swiss cheese? What about me? Right. <laughs> what are you going to do for them? What Are you going to pray that same prayer, and is God going to heal them? Well, I believe that God is no respecter of persons. I believe what he's done for one, he can do for another. And right now, in this atmosphere of glory that is being created, even for those that are listening, that there's new faith. There's an atmosphere of faith that's stirring within you right now for the Spirit of God to begin to move. And if you're suffering from carpal tunnel right now, from the carpal tunnel syndrome, just reach out your hand into the glory right now and just begin to receive from the realms of God. Just reach out your hand, even physically, and just place that hand in worship unto God. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I thank you for your cloud of glory that descends Whoa, the weighty presence of God that descends upon your people right now, releasing healing miracles. Right now, there's healing for carpal tunnel, but there's also healings for different areas of need. Whatever your need is right now, wherever you need to be healed right now, just stretch out your hand into this glory atmosphere of God and just allow that healing virtue to flow right now. I command the tunnels to be open right now in Jesus' mighty name. I command proper length and strength to every ligament, every tendon right Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I thank you for releasing your healing glory within those that are listening right now, working divine supernatural miracles right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now, if you just received uh, from the glory realm, I want you to begin doing something you couldn't do before. You have to act on that faith. Just begin doing something you couldn't do before. For those of you that had the carpal tunnel, just begin moving your arm. Just begin moving your wrist right now. Just begin opening and shutting your fingers and feel the strength of God returning right now, taking away every pain. Lord, I thank you for doing it in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Joshua, Sid, this, I believe there's going to be a lot of people who are going to call in and huh, give you testimony. Oh, for sure. But I just for heard something doing. that is, I've said before, but it's so strong. In this Thank part you. of the arm, either right or left, like where you make sure. the muscle, I don't know, it's a muscle tear or something's going on there. Uh, you are healed in Yeshua's name. Now, you, tell Jim. me what the angels told the hunters as to how to <laughs> simply evangelize people. You know what? This man walked up to Francis in a restaurant, and she believes he was the angel. He walked up to her, and he said, do you want a new soul-winning technique? And she said, of course. I, I love winning souls. I'm always wanting a new soul-winning technique. And he said, I'll, I'll show you here. He said, when this waitress comes up to the table, just tell her that there's only two kinds of waitresses that work in this restaurant. Those who are saved and those who are about to be, which one are you? That's the way I used to sell life insurance years years ago. Either either you, it's called win-win. Right, exactly. You have to say yes. You have to say yes, and you have to accept. And uh, and so this man said he was this man who Francis believes is an angel. Uh, said I'm I'm going to show you how to do this, and she said no 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 let me do it. And <laughs> Sounds so like Francis. Yeah, Francis did it when. Uh, the waitress came to the table. She said, there's only two kinds of waitresses who work in this restaurant, those who are saved and those who are about to be. Which one are you? And she said, instantly, that waitress began breaking down in tears, just began crying and saying, I need to be saved. And uh, right there at the table, she led her through the sinner's prayer and led her to the Lord in a salvation experience. She said the next thing she knew, that man who had 
given her this information, he had disappeared. He was gone. And she asked others that were sitting at the table about this man, and some of those that were at the table didn't even see this man standing at the table talking to Francis. And so she believes it was an angel that gave her this soul-winning technique. And, of course, the hunters went on and led thousands to the Lord using this principle, but they also gave it to us, and we began uh, using the principle, and they shared it with others and others, other ministers now, around now the it's world. Now, it's not just, let me make this clear, it's not just for waitresses. Uh, do it for attorneys. What would you say? Oh, gosh. for attor- You know what? I think that would be a good one, Sid. Uh, it, <laughs> For an attorney, you just say, you know what? There's only two kinds of attorneys, those who are saved and those who are about to be. Which one are you? And the, the thing is, if somebody says, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already saved, well, then you just begin praising and rejoicing and, and thanking God with them. And if they don't praise and they don't get excited, then you know that they're lying. And uh, if they're lying, then you just lead them in the, the salvation prayer right there and say, well, why don't you just repeat this after me? You know, and you just uh, lead them into the sinner's prayer and lead them into that salvation experience. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, then Jesus will be made Lord over our life, and he'll come and he'll dwell within us. And it's our job as soul winners, as those who live in the glory, it's our responsibility to plant the seed. And then God is the one who brings forth that wonderful harvest. Okay, I, 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 I learn fast. Are you saved, or are you about ready to be saved? There's only two types of viewers, those that are saved and those that are about ready to be saved. What? You're saved, but you don't look so excited. I think we have to reaffirm this with a prayer. Yes. And you know you're not saved? I think we have to pray for you, too. So repeat after me out loud. Dear God, come on now. I, I, I nailed both of you, those that think they're saved uh, or those that know they're not. Repeat after me. Dear God, out loud, I'm a sinner against you, and you alone have I sinned, and I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus washed away my sins, and in God's sight, I am clean. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving all of my sins. And now that I am clean, Jesus, come and live inside of me. Become Lord of my life. Amen. If you confess with your mouth and believed in your heart, you are saved. I have to ask you the question, Joshua. There was a time you were in, um, where you awoke you're in a hotel room in Rockford, Illinois, right. and what happened? And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was literally drenched in divine supernatural oil. It was flowing from my forehead. It was flowing from my hands. It was flowing from my feet. It was flowing profusely from my body, and instantly I knew uh, that there was, I was in a divine encounter and that I needed to do something with this oil. And I, I went around, I tell you, I went around that hotel room looking for a cup, a mug, something that this oil could flow into. And I it, it was that much that anything. you could, that, that it was almost like coming out of a spigot except coming it, out of your body? It was flowing profusely. And 
This has happened on several occasions since then, uh, but it was flowing profusely from my physical body. And I ended up plugging up a sink and allowing my hands just to rest in the sink, and I just continued in just praising the Lord, just on my own, just worshiping the Lord. And in that atmosphere, the oil just continued to flow, and it has a fragrance to it. It's amazing when God brought us into these signs. The first sign was the fragrance, the second sign was the oil, and the third sign was the gold. Hmm. Now, did you did you ever take this uh, oil and use it for anointing purposes, and what results do you get? You know, we've used it all the time for the anointing oil, for healing. Uh, we've had tremendous miracles take place. The first time it began flowing from my hands publicly in a meeting, as I was preaching up in Big Bear Lake, California, there was a woman, uh, or a young lady in the meeting who had scoliosis of the spine, and I laid my hands that were flowing with the supernatural oil upon her, and instantly her spine straightened up, and she was healed completely of that scoliosis. Absolutely amazing. Many, many other miracles. Uh, well, what what miracles about cancer? Are you seeing much victory there? You know what? I would like to see more. And we're pressing in for that, for the more. But we have had so many amazing reports of people being healed from cancer. Um, I was ministering down in Phoenix, Arizona a few years ago, and the oil began to flow from my hands. And we had everybody that was in the meetings line up so that I could lay hands upon them, believe God with them for their miracle. And there was a man who was suffering with terminally... Uh, terminal cancer, and I laid my hands on him, and he came back with a report about a month later, a report of complete healing. It was completely cancer-free. God had done a supernatural miracle in his life, and not only did he get healed of cancer, but after uh, he had received prayer that night, he wanted to give his life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and he actually accepted the Lord into his life, and that's the greatest miracle of all. I love it when non-believers receive a physical healing, and then (laughs) it's very easy to lead them to the Lord. But guess what? That's the way Jesus did it. That's normal. The world has to be normal. It's gotten away from normal. Read the book. That's normal. Anything short of that, you can say God changed, except the book says God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, Now, if you don't have a music CD, and by the way, you can. That's our bonus. Uh, we, we have soaking music, just pure piano, that you, uh, you're going to run uh, this in your house, in your car, in your, your office 24-7 uh, from Joshua. Uh, we have the two books and the workbook, Simple Supernatural, and, and the book that intrigues me no end, Atmosphere. Do you want to be in the atmosphere of heaven 24-7? There's things that you can do to stop having foot in mouth, so to speak. Stop (laughs) getting in the way. Uh, Joshua, I'm going to ask you to do something without any music. If you were by yourself and you began to think of your brand new little baby girl and all the blessings of God in your life, I want you to worship God the way you would do that right now. So you kind of demonstrate for us. You know what I would do is in those times of just recognizing and thanking God for the miracles that he's given me in my life, I just begin to, just from my heart, just begin to sing, just begin from my heart, just releasing a song of praise. 
And oftentimes it's so simple, anybody really could do it, but that's the wonder of it. God isn't looking for a complicated worship or a complicated praise. He's just looking for that song that comes right from our heart. I say, Lord, I thank you for the glory and the blessings that you've given to me every day. Lord, I thank you for your glory and for your blessings that you've given to me. You're a good God, and you're an awesome God. Lord, I thank you for your blessings. You're a good God. You're an awesome God. Lord, I thank you for your blessings. Now, tell me this, Joshua. Do you... It's one thing to do this publicly, as you just did. Do you really worship God like this? All the time. All the time. From the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. All day long, I've got a song in my heart. Uh, You you, you call it the song of the Lord. Where'd you get that from? It came straight from heaven. Holy Spirit taught me how to enter into, engage in this realm of praise and worship. You know, there was, I was over in uh, London, England a couple weekends ago, and uh, things were going on. There was, you know, always, there's always swirlings and things that were just trying to distract my attention. And it's amazing how easily the enemy wants to get us to be offended. Have you ever noticed that? That uh, takes no talent, takes no talent to be offended. Right. (laughs) Right. And, uh, and so I could, I woke up this one morning and some things had come at me and some words had been spoken and and there was I could tell that a spirit of offense was trying to take over my heart and instantly I knew you know what God gives me a new song to overcome every attempt of the enemy to distract me from his purposes he surrounds me with songs of deliverance and so I just began to lift up my hands in worship and I just began to sing great peace have they who love thy word and nothing will offend them great peace have they who love thy word and nothing will offend them great peace have they who love thy word and nothing will offend them and all at once as i was singing this i could just feel the peace of god coming upon me i said Great peace have I, I'm living in the glory. Great peace have I, I'm grounded in the word. Great peace have I, I'm living in the glory. Great peace have I, I'm grounded in the word. Nothing will offend me, I'm living in the glory. Nothing will offend me, I'm grounded in the word. And, you know, I just begin to sing that over uh, and you, over you know, and over. I, where's the drum and piano? This sounds so good. <laughs> we should be recording here right now, Joshua. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do you know want to I do want to say uh, that uh, we we have this wonderful simple supernatural package, uh, which includes the book and workbook, and you start from the basics and you move up to where you're supposed to be. Normal, normal right. is what Jesus did, and then the book atmosphere. I I imagine people say to you, Joshua, it has made such a difference in their life. 
recognizing that you have something to do with the atmosphere that you're walking in. Uh, You can change your family. You can change your school. You can change your business. You can change wherever you can walk to or drive to. Absolutely. Everything changes in the right atmosphere. And that's what God is teaching us. He's giving us keys to create the proper atmosphere, the atmosphere that will be conducive to releasing the divine manifest glory presence of God. So we, we have the two books, the workbook, uh, the uh, soaking CD, and the book atmosphere available for an investment of $49. Uh, Joshua, just, just a minute or so, uh, last thought. Well, you know what? I believe that the right atmosphere determines your growth. And in the right atmosphere, you will grow in the Lord. You will grow um, in success. You will grow in miracles. And I believe it's God's heart that we all grow in the supernatural. And so I really encourage those that are listening to grab hold of these resources and passionately pursue what God has called you to be. You are supernatural. He created you to live a supernatural life. Well, let me know what you think of our new digital show. It's called Something More. Uh, And it's my desire that this show would be such a free flow of God's Spirit that no matter what's going on in your life, the peace of God will arrest you and any thing, it'll make your house a demon-free zone. How's that sound? I pray that in Jesus' name and come back sometime for more of something more. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.